0: Sirio says that every hurt is a lesson, and every lesson makes you better. Heyo, <laughs> hey okay, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, a full spoiler review podcast of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Zach, chilling here, sitting with me, because Stoop Kid never leaves his stoop, this is my brother Nate. I leave my stoop sometimes. Well, I didn't necessarily say you were a stoop kid. I guess you're sure. You got so.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins and you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff. Gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. You can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do? Anyway, back to the episode. And it feels like
0: it's been a while since we've been.
1: It has been a while since we've been behind the booth. mic, technically. We had a bunch of banked episodes and uh we felt ill. Yeah. And so if, if you can hear that, our bad. But, you know, we wanted to make sure we keep up to our schedule. Truth. So. We've
0: both been a little under the weather.
1: Which is unfortunate. because
0: Which I've never described myself as being over the weather, so. But you're right at the weather, right? I, sure. So usually. Sounds like you need to take some more medicine. I can use more medicine. chill out, because chill out. All right. But anyway. Last episode. Last time. Was Brotherhood a... Brotherhood Without Manners. A
1: double chapter episode? It was. That was cool. Mother, daughter. We should start implementing, like, those voiceovers and shit like that. Last time on Brotherhood Without Manners. It'd be fucking sick. Get oh, the guy to do it? I could do it. I don't think you could. Uh, maybe. So we read Cat Five and Sansa something last time. <laughs> Sansa something. What? was that? Um, Sansa Harvard. three two. two. Sansa t- what? Do I have the right book here?
0: I guess so. Sansa two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sansa two. Man, See, she's yeah. only had two chapters. That's
1: what I was. That's why I was so surprised. And
0: yeah, uh, Catelyn, I uh, made her way to an inn sal- uh making her way back north with Sir Roderick, and ended up at the inn at the crossroads. Where many things happen, and she took Tyrion, (laughs) and we know that that has a lot of implications both later on in this book and later on in the series as a whole, so it was sort of a major moment for Catelyn and Tyrion, and then we went with Sansa, and Sansa was just enjoying the first day of the tournament and girly-girling about until the day turned very sour suddenly when... the end of the feast. Yeah, yeah the king went a little fucking. The nuts. king went a little crazy. Then Joffrey went a little crazy, and then she got a sweet escort by the Hound, who is crazy, and it was just crazy. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> Everybody's so crazy in King's this, Landing. This episode, we are coming at you with Ned Seven, and this was a pretty lengthy chapter. There's yeah. a lot that happens in this chapter, and I loved it. So it begins with Sir Ser Barristan Selmy Bury the bold. and Ned Stark looking down at the body in the back of the cart of the squire who was killed earlier in the tournament uh, in our Sansa chapter, and Barristan Selmy is saying that he stood vigil himself last night, and that the squire had no one else, apparently a mother in the veil, but... Apparently she doesn't care that much. So Ned notices that the, the the young knight appears to be sleeping, and it's just very sad. Ned's being very Ned about yeah, it. Yeah, he's thinking it's all his fault. you lost and wonders if it was for his sake, yeah. And he thinks that he was, interestingly enough, slain by a Lannister Bannerman before Ned had the chance to speak to him, being that this was John Aaron Squire for four years, we find out. And Robert had knighted him right before riding north. Yeah, supposedly, in John's memory is why he was knighted. I
1: bet he was pushed towards that from you know Cersei and the Lannisters. Mm. You should knight this, or even Littlefinger. You know, whispering yeah, that you're the there. Yeah, uh, it said
0: that Hugh had wanted it desperately. But Sir Barrist didn't didn't think he was quite ready.
1: Yeah, Barry. Barry says that nice little line. He fears he was not prepared.
0: Ned's pre- uh, uh Ned's feeling pretty tired at this point. Life has been pretty rough the last couple of months, so he just feels tired beyond his years, and he says that none of us is ever ready. Barry's and, like for knighthood? And what? Ned getting all stark and grim says for death. Winter is coming. Winter <laughs> is coming. And yeah, it's just Ned is feeling to blame because he's not finding answers quick enough. He wasn't able to talk to this kid. It was this kid killed because Ned might have an interest in talking to him. And Ned's just pinning it all on himself and adding more more worries Yeah, and really so
1: he should be. He sends him off, he tells the Silent Sisters to take his armor to his mother somewhere in like the Vale or some shit, wherever she the river lands, wherever that was. Mm-hmm. And they, they take him away. And
0: he, yeah, he um, just reflects bitterly that when the boy's mother asks why her son was killed, the answer will be that he had the honor of fighting for the, king hands, the king's hand at Ard Stark. And Ned just reflects on that bitterly that this, this whole tournament was sort of stupid and he never wanted it, and that this was needless. <laughs> War should not be a game. And those, I think, are just some extremely foreboding and important words to have yeah. this early on. War is not a game, and yet we're playing the Game of Thrones. And it's this brilliant, I think that's Martin, just sort of tapping yeah. his nose at us. And
1: so in an attempt to at least assist, he tells Barry that he's going to pay for the armor. Don't worry, like, don't send a bill to oh, the fucking... Oh, I was
0: thinking real quick, I uh, before you do go forward, that in honor of our not-so-silent sister write-ins... Uh, I really liked the description of the Silent Sisters that Ned has take the body away, so I figured I'd read that in honor of our friends that write into us. That's uh, Afton and Brandy, the not-so-Silent Sisters. So it says that the Silent Sisters prepare men for the grave, and it is ill-fortune to look upon the face of death. So they come out shrouded in gray, and their entire face is hidden except for the eyes. And I just think that that's... That's interesting. You're not supposed to look on the face of death, so, uh, Ash, Afton, Brandy, we, uh, fear you, we respect you, and we thank you for your opinions. But, Selmy mentions that, uh, yeah, he might not have finished paying for the armor. To which Ned says that he paid yesterday, my lord, and he paid dearly. Pa-bing, pa-bing,
1: bing All right, Ned. With <laughs> death. Yeah, <Guess laughs> <it. laughs> Winter so, is coming. They started walking through the, the, the camps, you know, where everybody's all situated, all yep. the knights. Because so the turn is still on. It's yeah. still party central. Yeah, who gives a shit that one little, you know, newly knighted knight is dead. And so that we get a lot of names chucked at us. Yeah, the just, shields uh, with the different so heralds. Just to pop some of them off real quick, we see how Seaguard, Bryce, Karen, the Red Wines, tons more. Maybe you wrote wrote some more down if I did. I did
0: not write any down. Wonderful. Yeah. No. And
1: so finally, after walking through the 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 encampment, um, they make their way to the King's Guard tent.
0: Well, as they um, as they're they're walking. Selmy says to Ned that the king means to fight in the melee today, and Ned says yeah, and then Ned thinks that Jory had actually woken him up last night to inform him yeah. that the king was thinking of fighting in the melee, because even Jory knows that it's going to be fucking trouble for Ned at this point, point. and Barristan looks troubled at this and says that they say night's beauty fades at dawn and the children of wine are oft dr- disowned in the morning light. Yeah,
1: so basically he's hoping that Robert forgot that Yeah, he, it was a drunken boast. boast. It was, it just, was yeah. you know, he was in his
0: cups and N- Ned knows better. Ned knows much better and says that Robert would remember the drunken word and would feel even more so compelled and will, to And he won't back And he would never ever. back down from that. And so they come upon the largest and the grandest pavilion, and it's the king's, and it's by the water, and it's wreathed in these wisps of gray, which I just thought was a really into- like, just, it's so clearly, it's so vividly painted. I can see it perfectly. Just this sweet, like, tournament pavilion, like, for the king, uh, by the river, in the morning, with all the mist, and it's dope. And they enter. And Ned hopes that he <laughs> would find Robert still sleeping, still drunk, still sleeping it off. But nope. no such luck. Robert's got a beer horn and he's chugging from it and he's yelling at two squires who are trying to help him into his armor. One is damn near close to tears and is saying that it's too small, it won't go. And this is when Robert notices Ned. And he just starts going off on these squires.
1: Ned, these little shits are fucking dumb.
0: Look at these oafs, They're, they're worse than useless. And it says that Ned needs only a glance to know what the issue is here and the, Ned says that the boys are not at fault. You're too fat for your armor, Robert. And <laughs> Robert takes a swig, looks, laughs, and then he turns on the squires and says, you heard the hand, go find Aaron Santigar. We get him again. Yes. Remember when we first got the mention, we yeah. were like, who the fuck is this Who's guy? Yeah. We got his second name yeah, reference. because he's
1: the, the, the sword master, yeah. master of arms.
0: And uh, tell him I need the, the breastplate stretcher. So, the boys are tripping over each other in their haste to com- uh comply with the king's orders. And once they're gone, Robert just sits down in a chair. Yeah, and so, Ned was also thinking there about how half of those squires are little Lannisters, uh-huh. little
1: Lancel, and the little. And so he he's very aware that Robert is at all times surrounded by Lannisters. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ned picks up on that. Robert can't control himself, he's roaring with laughter. laughter. This is sort of when, like, to the. Uns, uh, unsullied that haven't read that this is sort of the in joke because Sel- Selmy starts chuckling and even Ned manages a smile that the breastplate stretcher isn't fucking a real thing yeah, and Robert's not... just Robert. But again, Ned fixates, just jumps right back to the, the two squires and the, the Lannisters. So he asks Robert, those boys, Lannisters? And Robert nods and laughs. And he says that uh, they're cousins, and he's not sure from where, from some lord or another. But he says my life comes from a very large family, Ned. And Ned thinks a very ambitious, very ambitious family. family. And Ned kind of—it's not dumb. He sees what's happening, but he just—he's completely missing the mark. So I always pity him because he feels like he's starting to get a lead, and then, and then... Yeah. so he—he he starts to bring up the fight before the night before yeah. with Cersei and Robert. And that leads Robert into mentioning Liana. Yeah, because he says that the woman tried to forbid me to fight. Your sister never would have wronged me like that. And one, as soon as I read that line in this reread, it's immediately like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, you 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 don't know. And that's
1: it. Like, Ned's probably sitting there going, well, first of all, Liana might have been a little wild. But she wasn't stupid. Mm. She would have forbidden you from fighting.
0: And if you argued the way you did last night, she'd have knocked you on your Yeah, Yeah, Ned straight up says, you you never knew Liana as I did, Robert. You saw her beauty, but not the iron underneath. She would have told you that you have no business in the melee. And I think that is Ned getting as prickly about the situation because of the actual situation with the R plus L equals J thing. That he doesn't want to get too into it, but that's him getting a little pissed off, saying like, "Yeah, you didn't know my sister like I did," and she would say, "You're being fucking stupid," and so he, uh, King Robert says that hey, you're a sour man, Stark. Like my my ju- you you may be content with not fighting anymore, but my juices are still flowing, and I'm gonna let them flow. And this is when. Selmy speaks up. Spe- yeah, Selmy speaks up and just applies some logic to the situation and says, who is going to dare to strike you at all right. in, in any of these tournament games? And Robert is fucking flabbergasted Yeah, protesting
1: by this. about this hardcore. He doesn't think it's making any sense. And Ned's like, every man that fights against you is going to let you win.
0: Yeah no one is going to risk your displeasure by hurting you in the tournament. And so yeah, Robert threatens to kill Selmy here. Yeah, he's so angry that he can't speak because he's he he doesn't believe like, oh, they would let me win, that's cowardly, that's cow. he just doesn't, isn't getting it, he's refusing to get it. And so yeah, he, uh, he grabs a breastplate from the ground and he throws it at Selmy, who dodges it, and t- he tells him, get out of here, get out before I kill you. Yo, Selmy would Fuck you up, I mean, Robert. even now, he could cut through Robert as much as Robert eats cake. So, like, let's all settle down. Like, I, I've i never paid attention to that line before. But, yeah, he threatens to kill Selmy, and I am not okay with that yeah. business. No, that's not so, right. Selmy leaves quickly, and Ned starts to follow. And I think even at this point, like, I think Selmy obviously knows Selmy could— destroy Robert. Yeah,
1: well that's the thing. He's
0: an honorable king's guard. And though. so he's, yeah, he's he gonna wouldn't. he's he, yeah. Um I mean back in his day, Robert versus Barris and Selmy would have been a good fight. Well sure. But yeah. now like Yeah no Robert's Robert, got nothing on him. And so Ned turns to leave with with uh, Selmy, but Robert tells him, Not you, Ned and he thrusts a horn of beer at him and tells him to drink. Your king commands it. Blah, 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 blah. So Ned takes a yeah. and drink. And then he gets some real talk going, and he basically starts talking about his
1: love for Jon Aaron and how he's feeling dead on the Iron Throne. Just, it's not what he wanted yeah. it. Um, how cold Cersei is. He starts talking. He even... St- finally apologizes for killing Lady
0: yeah. the dire wolf. Yeah I really like it because at this point uh, there's a point where Ned starts to sort of argue and, and Robert tells him I said drink damn you not not uh, argue with me. You made me the king so at least listen when I talk damn you. And it like to me this is Robert being the most real where he's just unloading yeah. all well, of this Well that's it because he
1: even at the end there says you know he would stake his life on the fact that Joffrey was lying. Mm-hmm. He knew it but like it's his son He's the king, he has Cersei there, and he just felt all those pressures. Yeah,
0: he says a lot of things. He had never wished to remarry, uh, to marry after Lyanna died, but he had to. Uh, Cersei was the good match, and it binds Tywin to her. Just a lot of interesting parts about Robert come out here. Yeah, and then he <coughs> really says, how could he possibly make
1: a monster child like Joffrey? Mm. And... Ned tries to defend it and says, you know, you were you were crazy at that age too. And he's like, "No. I was a little
0: wild." This kid's a fucking sadist, man. Yeah. Like he's Well, Robert, like he he prefaces that with a, an interesting cuz he says, "Here's a secret. I've often dreamed of taking ship for the free cities, just me and my sword and just going and whoring and warring and I'm going to spend my days as a sellsword out in the free cities." And he says, "You know what stops me?" is the thought of Joffrey on the Iron Throne with Cersei behind him whispering in his ear. So Robert's very aware of what's happening, even being unaware of it. He says that he could deal with Wilde, but what
1: Joffrey is is something else. Mm -hmm. And he says it to Ned how Ned was talking about Lyanna. You don't know him as I do. Yeah. This kid is twisted.
0: But... Robert stands up and he slaps Ned on the back and he says, things will be different. We'll make it different. We'll make this a reign to sing of and damn the Lannisters to the seven hells." It's sort of the boisterous King Robert coming back. Yeah. Because then talk turns to the tournament. Yeah, he mentions the tournament and Sir Loras and how Renly has been mentioning a sister, a maid, lovely as the dawn. And then we kind of get the scene break here where they broke their fast by the river's edge. So they had a nice big breakfast, and this is where Robert really becomes Robert again. He's retelling an old story from when they were kids, being fostered with John Arryn of a food fight. And... How much fun it was, and Robert's getting into it and laughing boisterously like Ned hasn't seen him do in a long time. Yeah, he even says that it's one of the best mornings he's had. And that this is the Robert he knew and loved, and this is the man who, if he could find the proof, this is the man who would listen. And then Cersei would fall, and Jamie would fall, and gods help him if Tywin fucking rode out to meet Robert, Robert would smash him like yeah. he did Rhaegar. Like, this is the Robert Ned needs. And Ned can see it all playing out so clearly. And then he walks with the king to the jousting field, but he had promised to watch the final tilts with Sansa that morning and cause Septimordain was ill right. as we know Septimordain was passed the fuck yeah, out she
1: so she called in sick to yeah. work so Ned walks Robert to the king's box yep. where he notices that Cersei is not there yeah nah she ain't fuck you Robert she's yeah. done with his shit today yeah she's not dealing and so then Ned goes to Sansa
0: Yeah. And he finds her, but she's so engrossed already in what's happening that she hardly notices him.
1: Yeah, because she's watching the very first joust of the day, which just so happens to be...
0: Sandor Clegane is the first rider to come ride now.
1: And she just, you know, the night before, shared a drunken night with... Surprise ending with the Hound.
0: Yeah, it's her guest escort. Yes. And then... In the other corner, we have Sir Jamie Lannister riding out, glittering from head to heel, even his Lance is fashioned from golden wood of the Summer Isles. Fancy pants. Yeah, so... And Littlefinger calls out loudly, A hundred gold dragons on the Kingslayer. And so Renly shouts back, Done! The hound has a hungry look this morning. Do you
1: think this is a normal thing for Littlefinger? Do you think he's trying to sell that he would bet for Jamie Lannister and that's why he lost the just kind of as a <laughs> subtle
0: um that's actually a really good question maybe a little of both Just cuz i, cause Ned, I, I he feel sees feel like Ned
1: there he waited till Ned walks up and sits down and then calls out for this bet on Jamie Lannister almost to show that he's he supports yeah, Jamie is, yeah, going yeah, yeah, against yeah. the
0: big hound and but and he, yeah that is actually really interesting cuz i i could see that like little betting at each of the tournaments but I feel like each bet is aided to aid him, like right. in a in a little finger way. So yeah, I could see it being like, oh, Ned Stark sat down. I told his wife that I won the dagger by betting on Jamie Lannister, and then I lost. Or I lost, lost the dagger. dagger.
1: And when Tyrion would have yeah. bet on Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it almost shows that he does support Jamie.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, Littlefinger shoots back at Renly as he says that the hound has a hungry look. He says even a hungry dog's no better than to bite the hand that feeds them, saying the hound serves essentially the Lannisters, so he really isn't going to fuck with Jamie Lannister. And they go through the first little tilt there. Yeah,
1: and the Jaime hound hits the hound actually. He yeah, the it.
0: hound and uh, Jamie do their thing. Ned would have loved nothing to see them both lose, but Sansa's loving it. And yeah, the uh, the hound is Knocked aside, Jamie lands the first hit. Dun, da, da, da. Gotta switch my page here. Uh, bu, bu, bu. And
1: then the next tilt goes, and the hound blasts Jamie Lannister off his fucking horse.
0: Just yeah. boom, done. Yeah, Jamie ends up in the dirt, golden and dented. And And, probably in pain. And Sansa
1: jumps up all excited-like, and she says she just knew the Hound would win. And she has, like, this strange new... And, like, I don't know if Ned actually notices it, but, like, through his eyes, we can kind of see that she definitely has this newfound respect for the Hound, Mm. this new adoration for him. So
0: I really... And this is... This part right here is really why... I was r- super into this scene. I love just the people shouting back and forth the yes. little finger Renly and cuz this is the point where Renly f- says, "Yeah, oh, I A have shame this one too." That the imp is not here with us. I should have won. Twice as much, yes. Which is telling us exactly. So I mark. Tyrion that. was here; he would have bet on Jamie. And he always usually does. He, like that—that's that's exactly what it's saying. There is that. Yeah. yeah if Tyrion was here, he would have bet on Jamie. And then that's what how he quickly
1: it gets turned again. Because that's it. That's why I was mentioning Sansa mm-hmm. is saying, she, you know, she she knew he would win, and that sparked Littlefinger to be like, well, if you knew who would win next time, tell me, Mm-mm. so that way I can bet on that person. And that's when Renly, yeah, speaks up and. Well, Tyrion would have bet on Jamie too. Yeah. And that completely contradicts what Littlefinger told Ned just a few days before. So,
0: yeah, told uh, Catelyn as well.
1: And so, just like that, it switches back to Jamie and starts talking, focusing on Jaime again and yeah, not po- Jamie again. Yeah, poor Jamie's back on
0: his feet. Uh, his lion helmet is dented and twisted, and, and now he can't get it off.
1: So he's escorted to a blacksmith. The
0: crowd starts kind of and quietly laughing. And Robert yeah.
1: is fucking dying. Robert is losing his he shit. He thinks this is the funniest shit ever. So
0: yeah, they lead Jamie off to the blacksmith to get the helmet off, and then by then, the mountain is in his yeah. position, and it says that he was the biggest man Eddard Stark had ever seen, with massive shoulders and arms as thick as the trunks of small trees. He's a huge dude. Yeah,
1: and then it kind of goes into who he is and where he comes from. Yeah, he did not,
0: unlike the Hound, he did not live at court, and he seldom left his own lands except for wars or tourneys. He was with Lord Tywin when King's Landing fell. He was 17 and newly knighted. Some say he had been the one to dash the skull of the infant prince, Aegon Targaryen, against the wall. Fagon, Fagon, Phaegon. And they whispered that he raped the mother, the Dornish princess, Elia Martell. You raped her! You murdered her, <sighs> and so Before killing her. Ned barely knows Sir
1: Gregor, but he did fight in the same battle in the Greyjoy Rebellion. Yeah, um, and the rumor there were rumors that were just not good. Yeah, he's soon
0: to be married a third time because the other uh, who wives, knows what happened to the. Yeah, other there two. were dark things said about the deaths of his first two wives. And it said that he had a sister who died under queer circumstances as well. And then, of course, there was the fire that disfigured his brother. The hunting accident that killed their father. the in- And Gregor, of course, inherited the keep, the gold, the family estates. So, yeah, a lot of sketchy shit around the mountain here. And uh, the day that Gregor inherited all that, that was the same day Sandor left to begin taking up his service with the Lannisters. So the The mountain is at one end, and then the knight of flowers rides in, and Sansa is just all over this
1: shit. Yeah. So is the rest of the audience. Oh yeah. absolutely. He rides gasp. out.
0: He his armor's polished. It's fucking great. He is beautiful. And Sir Gregor's horse catches Loris's courser's scent and starts reacting to it, and that's the first sort of hint that yeah, that there's something up. amiss. So Sansa grabs Ned's arm and says, "Don't let Sir Gregor hurt him." <laughs> and Ned notices that she is wearing the rose Loris had given her the previous day in her hair. And so he tells her that tourney lances are meant to splinter on impact, that, that way no one is hurt. But in his head, he's thinking of Sir Hugh of the Veil yeah. dead in the back of the cart. Yeah.
1: So we also get a second little hint here that for some reason, the Mountain is having a little bit of a hard time controlling his horse mm-hmm. at the moment and he's getting him to line up. He's kicking
0: it savagely, just trying to get it in control. And it rears up and almost throws him, but they take up their positions. But before
1: they actually can get ready, his horse just fucking books it towards the Yeah, it
0: just starts going, and he's struggling to hold it into the charge, but Loris takes off as well, and they go, and they collide, and the mountain is knocked down.
1: Yeah, Loris just fucking takes him right And the mountain
0: is so big that he takes the horse down with him, and they go down in a tangle of flesh and steel. And that hears the applause, the cheers, the whistles, the shocked gasps, the excited murmurings, and over it all, the rasping laughter of the Hound, which I love. Yeah. The Hound is fucking loving it. The, Sir Gregor just got knocked on his ass by the Knight of the Flowers, of all people. So Sir Loris reigns up at the end of the list, and he's glistening in the sun, and the commoners are just losing their shit for him. And in the fit field, Sir Gregor begins to rise. It says, rises, boiling to his feet. And he wrenches off his helmet, slams it to the ground, and his face was dark with fury. And he shouts for his sword. Yeah, he does.
1: Yo, now he has to have a big squire, because I just imagine his sword is fucking huge.
0: Mm. So, yeah, he shouts to his squire for his sword. The boy runs it to him, and by then, the horse is back on its feet. And I have the quote here. It says, Sir Gregor killed the horse with a single blow of such ferocity that it severed the animal's neck. Cheers turned to shrieks in a heartbeat. And the horse fe- claps to its knees, its lifeblood pumping out on the ground. Yack! Got him. Happy tournament day, everyone.
1: And then he doesn't stop there. He immediately starts heading towards Loras Tyrell yeah he's fucking pissed he knocks him straight out of his fucking it's like it,
0: it i love reading this because it almost like to me it like goes into like bullet time where it's just ned starts yelling stop him yeah. ned sees what's happening here stop it stop it but it's lost in the shouts sansa's crying everybody's starting to freak out loris then... is calling for a sword and gregor knocks the squire aside and is grabbing for the reins of loris's horse
1: yeah, and me. so yeah, then the the mountain just goes in for this killing blow. Like, and I just pictured that that you know, Loras is down on on the ground, scrabbling, trying to get away, and the mountain's just coming down with this fucking sword on him. Yeah, and at the last, well, Sir
0: Gregor hits him when he's in his horse. He hits him with a oh, two handed right. blow that knocks him, hits him in the chest, knocks him out of the saddle, and so the the horse takes off. And yeah, this is when that's when he raises it for the killing blow, and Jesus. Christ. Yeah. It's savage. Like, at the last possible second, the
1: hound comes fucking, like, sliding in on his knees, fucking stabbing, stopping the blade.
0: Yeah, a steel-clad hand grabs him and wrenches him away. Leave him be! And the mountain turns, bringing his sword and his fury with it, so the cut that was going for Loris turns, and the hound turns, as the mountain turns, the hound meets it and turns it away. And they fight for a while. The mountain is... Definitely trying to kill, but not once did Sander cut at his brother's yeah, unprotected face. Yeah, Ned even Ned,
1: Ned makes a note of yeah. it, that. The Hound was actually there trying to murder this fucker,
0: but yeah. it says that the king's voice put an end to it, and Robert did have a good battlefield voice. As was learned on the Trident. And yes. he says, stop this madness in the name of your king.
1: And just, and I think this is for anybody who has come from the show. This was really well done in mm-hmm. the show where when when Robert yells, the hound drops to his knees. Gregor has like a, another attack go right over his head. Yeah, and that's that. sweet.
0: Gregor drops his sword and he's glaring at Robert. And then he strides off, shoving past Selmy. Poor Selmy, man. Yeah, he's man. just getting fucking. But Robert says to let him go. And as quick as that, it's over. People, everybody starts milling about. Santa asks if the Hound is champion now, and Ned says no, but it actually is very quickly proven wrong as Loris walks back out over to the. Oh, Hound. Oh yeah, because
1: they were supposed to fight now, Loris and, and yeah. the Hound, and Loris grants the Hound the day. I
0: owe you my life. The day is yours, sir, and making a big show of it, you know, as Loris would. But of course, this is when we get the Hound, the typical Houndism. I'm no sir. But he takes the victory and the purse, and Ned says, for perhaps the first time, the love of the commoners who cheer him as he leaves because he saved Sir Loris, and it was great. It was like a song, and so Ned and Sansa are are heading to the archery field with Littlefinger and Renly and some of the others, sort of. Yeah, and they're just kind of chit chatting,
1: and so that's when Littlefinger brings out to the attention. If you know, you weren't following that. Loris's horse was in heat, mm-hmm. and he knew that that would stir up the mountain's horse, and that's what caused the whole shit to go down. Yeah, um,
0: Littlefinger says this is seemingly amused, but Barristan is Barry not amused. Is, there's n- there mm. are no
1: honor in tricks. Nope. Horse shit.
0: But Renly says small honor and 20,000 gold pieces, so pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. Yeah. And it was... Uh, so that afternoon there was an unheralded commoner yes, from the Dornish Marshes that won the archery tournament. So now
1: this this man's name <clears throat> This man's name, drum roll please
0: is Angoy.
1: Angoy. And he is going to be if again, we are a full spoiler reread podcast. Duh. Angoy is Part of the Brotherhood without banners. Yeah, we'll be running
0: into Angai and
1: he quite a bit later in some other some chapters. Shit.
0: And yeah, it's it's good stuff. So I was excited. To yeah, that see. was I
1: thought it was very cool. And that he also outshot
0: Sir Balin Swan and Jalabarzo. Jalabarzo. And so Angai fucking shit up. Yeah. In the, the so, king's hands.
1: So much so that Ned offered him a job in his hands. Yeah. Guard.
0: So. But. The boy was flushed with wine in victory and spoils the like he had never had, and he refused. Which, good on you. Do what you gotta do. he ends up in the brotherhood anyway. So
1: then we get the Thoros of Mir won the melee.
0: Yeah. It went on for three hours. It was near 40 men. Free riders, hedge knights, new-made squires. They fought with blunted weapons in the chaos of mud and blood. There were alliances forming and breaking all over until only one man was left standing, the Red Priest. Thoros of Mir.
1: Thoros! With his
0: flaming sword and his shaved head.
1: So note that that's two of the hands-tourney
0: winners end up in the Brotherhood without banners. Yeah. Um. I also like that it was just mentioned that Thoros is pretty good in these melees. Yes, he's, he's won, won very a couple before skilled. with his flaming sword.
1: And he was in the, the battle, the Greyjoy Rebellion, doing some cool shit. Like, he's skilled.
0: Killjoy Ned is just, of course, just pleased that Robert didn't get to take place. So that's sweet. And then it says that that night at the feast, Ned Stark was more hopeful than he had been in a long time. Robert was in good humor, the Lannisters were nowhere to be seen, and even his daughters were behaving. Yeah, getting
1: along, Arya joined them at the feast, joined Sansa. and uh... Sansa
0: spoke to Arya pleasantly. Telling her that the tournament was magnificent. You should have come. How was your dancing? How was your dancing? And Arya proudly displays a new I'm bruise. sore all over. <laughs> Look at this fucking bruise. bruise. Look at
1: the size of this thing. I got whacked hard as shit. Uh, Hugh
0: great. and uh, Sansa, pretty Sansa, asks, says, you must be a terrible dancer. <laughs> but, um. Uh, Later, while Sansa's off listening to a troupe of singers sing a ballad called The Dance of Dragon, the mm-hmm. Dragons, mm-hmm. Ned inspects Arya's bruise for himself just to be a good dad and says, I hope Pharrell isn't being too hard on you. And Arya is standing at one, on one leg at this point because she's getting <laughs> yeah. better at it. And she says that, Sirio says that every hurt is a lesson and every lesson makes you better. <laughs> and Ned frowns. And he says that thanks that Sirio had come with an excellent reputation and his flamboyant, bravosi style was well-suited for Arya's slender blade. But still... He's a little rough around This years. is a little bit much. And a few, he says a few days ago, Arya was spotted wandering around with a swatch <laughs> of black silk tied over her eyes. And when he asked her, she said that Sirio was teaching her to see with her eyes and nose and skin. And before that, he had oh. her doing spins and backflips. And he asks her, you certain you want to continue with this shit? You want to keep doing this? Yeah, which is like, shut the fuck up, Ned. Let her do her thing. Well, she nods and says, tomorrow we're going to catch cats. Cats. Cats, kitty cats, which are super important for Arya. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just Arya being Arya. I love any Arya Ned scenes. I think they're great. Yeah, so then uh, basically
1: there kind of goes into another transition where he's putting the girls to bed and heading off to his... His own chambers, where, speaking of cats, mm-hmm. he's inspecting the cat's paw dagger.
0: Do we know it's the cat's paw
1: dagger technically at this point? Is it called? Have they referred to it as?
0: I don't fucking think it's called that really in the book, but yeah. it might be. I don't know, honestly. Who knows? It's too much. It's too much. But yeah,
1: so he's thinking about Gendry again, and how he he's aware now of the fact that Robert is the father, that Gendry is a bastard Baratheon. Um, But, like, what does that matter? Who gives a shit? Because Robert already has other bastards. He's got the one that he's openly claimed down at Storm's End.
0: Edric Storm! That is being fostered
1: by Mr. Renly. And so, yeah, that's
0: cool that we're getting some Edric Storm yeah. uh, shouts already. He also remembers Robert's first child, a daughter he had in the yes. Vale. And Robert had doted on her, and he used to visit her <clears throat> long. And it says... That, (laughs) excuse me, he visited her long after he lost interest in the mother, which, again, Robert's a piece of shit. Like, he just uses these women for sex, and then.
1: And so Ned thinks that 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 daughter is probably 17 or 18 by now. Yeah, and we'll meet
0: her very shortly as Catelyn is descending up the eerie. It's uh, Mia, Maya, I believe her name is. And it says, while Cersei probably wasn't pleased about Robert's bastards, it didn't really matter. Law and custom gives them very few rights. And so it's it's well known that Robert has all these bastards. Uh, Gendry, the girl in the bale, the boy at Storm's End. None of them could threaten Robert's. True-born right. children.
1: Because Ned still isn't... Well,
0: not a, he's isn't not seen. aware of the he's incest. Not, he's yeah. not getting it, yeah. So his thoughts are interrupted by a knock on the door, and Harwin pops his head in. Yo, what up, Ned? Hey, buddy. Sorry to bother you, bud, but uh, there's a man here to see you, and he won't tell us his name. And Ned's like, all right, send him in. Whatever. Do it. That's a great idea, yeah. Ned. It's a great idea. And it says that the visitor was a stout man in cracked, mud-caked boots and a heavy brown robe of the coarsest rough spun his features hidden by a cowl and so Ned asks who are you and he says a friend and in a, in a low strange voice and he says that we must speak alone Lord Stark so it says here that the, like, this, is the, the, this is the description this is the reason that is given for why Ned just lets him in curiosity was stronger than caution Ned tells Harwin to leave them bye get out
1: yeah, I'm gonna talk to this stranger that so, we don't know.
0: Door closes, and Varys lowers the hood. Boom! Bam! Bam! Hey, what else? Hey, surprise! Hey, it's me.
1: And, like, gotcha. Ned
0: literally is fucking he's falling back against the bookcase. Yeah, like, Lord Varys? And Varys politely greets him. Hello. Good evening, Lord Stark. May I have a cup of wine? And so Ned is pouring some uh, two cups of summer wine, and he's just. It's still Yeah, he's, he's
1: mentioning how he he smells like sweat now and mud. I could have passed within like... a
0: foot of you and never recognized you. And Varys kind of titters and says, "That was my dearest hope. It would not do for people to know that we have spoken privately." And then Ned mentions, "Well, how did you get past the other
1: guards and into my like? Because there's so many guards, and you know, it's, it's, Varys is like, you know, that,
0: there's shortcuts. There's, there, there's like there's I the, I love the quote. Varys quotes like they they just give me sustenance." The Red Keep has ways known only to ghosts and spiders, which, as we know, when he helps Tyrion escape and kill right. Tywin, like, he's in the fucking walls, man. Yeah, he, yeah. and, like, Kevin This he, he, and... he probably is, like, it's the same tunnel, like, that's probably the same room oh, yeah. he takes with Tyrion oh, yeah. to get Tyrion out. Like, they're in the Hand of the King's Chambers. Exactly. Ugh. Like, oh. uh, Oh, I love it so much. But he says that there are things you must know. You are the king's hand, and the king is a fool. Your friend I know, but a fucking fool. And it's the most truth Ned has gotten at yes. this point. Like, Varys is about to put some shit yes. down. And that so he is... says the Lannisters
1: wanted him to fight in the tournament. She, how do you think, like, Cersei is aware that the one an... way to get Robert to fight in the tournament is by telling him that he can't fight in the tournament.
0: Yeah, today was basically a near miss. They had hoped to kill him during the melee, and Ned is shocked and asks who. And this is when Vera says, if I need to tell you that, then you're a bigger fool than Robert, and I am on the wrong side. Who do you think wants him killed? And then that's when they get into, the Ned says, the Lannisters. And Ned kind of takes a couple steps back here and says, I won't believe it, even of Cersei. She asked him not to fight. And that's when Varys says she exactly. forbade him to fight, and that's the difference right there. How like how do you get Robert to do something? Tell him he absolutely cannot Can. do yeah. it, and he's gonna do it. So Ned is aware. He, Ned starts to feel sick because it's it's making it's, sense. Yeah,
1: it's all clicking.
0: And he says, "But even if he did fight, who would dare strike the king?" And Varys shrugs. There's forty. There were forty riders in the melee. The Lannisters have many friends. Admire the chaos and the blood. Who could name it murder if his grace was struck and felled by some and missing And as we flaw. know
1: through, through history, it happens. Oh, absolutely. There have been kings to die in tournaments. Look at Sir Dunk. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not There's a... There's a
0: precedence for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it says, once done, no doubt the slayer would be grief-struck, yet no doubt the compassionate queen would take pity, lift him to his feet, and bless him with a kiss of forgiveness. Good King Drawfrey would have no choice but to pardon him. And that's that. Like Varys, yeah, is, Varys has it laid out. I mean, it's basically what happened to Sir Hugh. Exactly. And so Ned can feel his anger rising, and he's getting pissed at Varys, and he says, you knew of this plot, and yet you did nothing. And, again, we get the fucking bomb-ass Varys quotes, I command whisperers, not warriors. And Ned says, well, you could have come to me sooner. Yeah,
1: and this is when Varys is like, yeah, I probably could have, but it wouldn't have done anything for us. Like, at that point, I needed to make sure that I could trust you. Absolutely. And Ned's like, well, uh, excuse me? Yeah. I'm the most I honorable, trustworthy mm-hmm. person. And that's when Varys delivers another Varys line.
0: I, I, well, I love it because I feel like that Ned reaction, that's supposed to be, our like, you had to make sure you could trust, trust Ned. Like, we love Ned type of thing. Yeah. But, but when you're rereading it, you're aware that Ned is a fool. Like, yeah. Ned and Robert... Are doing things on an old schooly level, exactly. like and the game has shifted, and so yeah. I just love it that Varys is on that level. On that level, checking, of, like, yeah, no, I can you. Be He's vetting Ned. This? He's making sure Ned is, you know, gonna do what's good for the realm. And then yeah, we get his. next Yeah, great which Varys is a
1: glow. again another big one that went through on the show. Mm-hmm. There's there's two types of people: those serving the realm, and those serving themselves. And he needed to know which kind of those people Ned was. And uh,
0: he says, I begin to comprehend why the queen fears you so much. And he smiles. And and so
1: we didn't ever get that kind of stuff from Littlefinger. And I think it's really cool and interesting to hear whether it be true or not. But I don't think Varys is lying here. No, I don't. Cersei is worried about Ned. Yeah. She knows that he's intelligent
0: and honorable enough to fuck everything up for her. Yeah if he's able to put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah, she, she absolutely knows that if Ned finds out the truth, he will take it to Robert, because Honor compels him to, and they're BFFs for life. They have bracelets. They do, and,
1: and anklets, but those can tattoos.
0: time. But Varys smiles, and for a moment, his private face and his public mask are one, which, again, I think is a true... Varys is slipping out of character and letting Ned see... Him. Like, this is... I actually care about the realm. Yeah. Like, look and see. And this is when Ned says to him, you are the one she ought to fear. And Varys says, I am what I am. The king makes use of me, but it shames him. Such a manly man has little love for sneaks and spies and eunuchs. And if a day should ever come that Cersei tells him, kill that man, ill pa- in Ill pain will snick my head off and then who will mourn for Varys? North Or south, they sing no songs for spiders. But you, Lord Stark, he would not kill you. And even for his queen, and there may lie our salvation. So, Varys is laying it out for him. One, I love that north or south, they sing no songs for spiders. Yes. But that explains Varys' motives. That's why he's going to play it from the shadows. Because if Cersei knew he was here talking to Ned, that's it. He's done. His head's cut off. And who's going to stand in defense of him? So he's going to do it in his best interest. But then he's also saying Robert's not going to let anything happen to you, though, publicly or otherwise. So... Which is such
1: an accurate statement until the boar has.
0: Well, his yeah. I mean, the his boar is his a only totally system. unexpected thing, I think, for Varys, for Ned. And so, yeah, it throws a monkey wrench in that. And I think Ned's moving a bit slow. Because but... this is all a bit much for him. And. He just wants to be home at Winterfell with the simplicity yeah, of the he North, just wants to, where the enemies, were Winter and wild. He just wants to get the fuck
1: wings. out of here, yo. Like this is bullshit. So yeah,
0: he starts. Surely Robert has other friends who could stand for him. His yeah. brothers and, and Varys
1: just breaks down each and every one. Yeah, his you wife. know Varys says, "Jamie's a sworn sword of the King's Guard. We know what his oath is worth. We know what you know." His brothers have yep. no love for him. His, his wife His brothers has...
0: hate the Lannisters, but hating them and loving the king are different. Yes. Barristan and Selmy loves his honor. Grandmaster Pycelle loves his office, and Littlefinger loves, loves Littlefinger. Finger. And so Ned starts to mention the King's Guard, and yeah, that's when Varys cuts him off and says a paper shield. Try not to look so sh- sh- try not to look so shocked, Lord Stark. Jamie Lannister is a Kingsguard and we all know what his odes are worth. Yeah, like it's... it's it's just the most true. And he says the days of Ryan Ryan Redwine and Prince Amon Amon the Dragon Knight wearing the white cloak are gone to dust in song. Yeah. This it's a new game. Like this yep. isn't days of old, this isn't the song. You are acting like Sansa, essentially. Of the current seven Kingsguard, Selmi alone is made of true steel, but Selmi is old. Yeah. Selmy exists in that old in that same way of thinking. That they... Sir Bor- Boros and Marin are Queen's men to the bone, and I'm sus- I have my suspicions of the others. No, my lord, when steel is drawn, you alone will be the only true friend that our King Robert has. Yes. And. Ned um... wants the king to be told. Yeah, well, that's it. The if he, what you say says... is true. And, we need to take it and to And once king. again,
1: Varys is like, you, you can't do it. It's not how this works. What proof right. shall
0: we lie before him? My little birds against the queen and the kingslayer, uh, against his brothers and his council. Send for sil because I know where that road leads. Yes. Go go get the headsman and cut my fucking yeah. head off So, now.
1: And this is really cool, because Varys at this point is like, so we don't say anything. We keep moving forward. We need to listen. But you need to remember to act like you still don't like me. Yep. R- maintain that distaste. You do not want them to know that we've met and our, your attitude has changed about anything.
0: Yeah, Ned says uh, that they're, they're going to take their... They're going to bide their time and make another attempt. And Varys says they will, and soon. You make them anxious, Lord Stark, but I'll be listening. And together you and I might forestall them. And then, yeah, he goes into, at the next council meeting... Make sure to treat me with your usual disdain that you hate. Yes. They, they mustn't know we've spoken like this, so it shouldn't be hard for you because clearly you're uncomfortable with me being here now yeah, exactly. giving you this information.
1: So he turns to leave, and Ned shoots him one last question.
0: Ferris, how did John Aaron die?
1: And, like... He gives the true answer. He just... That's what's so great, though, is that he has the answer. So readily available. And he, he even mentions that to Ned He's, you know, Well first he says it's tears of lease It's clear and sweet as water A rare no costly trace, thing But costly no But then he says that he was surprised That
0: it took him So long to ask him To come to him and ask um, I also enjoyed he said I begged Lord John to use the taster In this very room I begged him But he would not hear it And so Ned asks who gave him this poison Some dear sweet friend, no doubt, but which one? There was one boy who owed John everything. He must have been a gallant figure in the tourney, I'm sure. A pity he died before you could speak with him. And Ned asked Sir Hugh, why, why now? John was handled for 14 years, so why kill him now? What was he doing that could end in his murder? And this is when, Varus, we get the last line. But Varys is slipping out the door at this point. His cowl pulled back up. He's back in his mummer's disguise. And he gives a simple asking questions. And chapter end. Curtain closed. Done. The end. John Aaron was asking questions, Ned. That's why he needed to be silenced. Yes. And that's where we leave Nedard. Nedard 7. Ned 7. And it was a good one. And it's a good one. Un- it's getting close to the end Ned. <laughs> hey, we're getting close to the end of Ned. Excuse me again. I'm sorry. I was sicky for this one. Yeah, I know. Shut up. I was apologizing to them, not you. I don't care about you. <laughs> Do you have an inductee? Um, Let me go I, first so that you don't take mine. It's changed quite a few times. Mine is Varys. Yeah. I, I
1: He's so cool. He just does such cool shit, and he has such fucking slick lines. And, like, you know, when we... When we watched Lost, we started doing the lock bomb thing every time John Locke would fucking, and so I, I got to think of something for Varus. every time Varys lays down a fact, that it's just a yeah something like a spider right, truth. You guys write into us, give us some kind of some yeah, kind of nice us phrase. What for, is it
0: when Varys like is he dropping spider bombs? Is like is we've he, got the
1: little finger slam
0: now. Little finger slam, Varys um, truths. Gonna hit you with a veris truth. See, it's too, it's too, basic, yeah, it's too mouthy. We, so we gotta get something, wordy.
1: something good there. So let us know there. But my, yeah, inductee, so my inductee, I think,
0: uh, I have, I had two. So I'll give it to the one that is. it was gonna. It was between the Hound and Renly. So I'll give it to the. I'll give it to Renly because I don't think I'll ever give it to Renly again. But just for his <laughs> his little crowd secret. banter and sort of confirming the fact that Littlefinger's lying. Like little Renly kind of blew up Littlefinger's spot without even realizing yeah. it like so I've started thinking <laughs> that this book is a whole, you know, we read the prologue. It's the first thing we
1: start with yeah, this prologue. Obviously. Um I I'm starting to think more and more that Game of Thrones, the book is a prologue is the itself. prologue yeah, to a song of ice and fire. Where, you know, we we, we're going through this and we're built to believe or the first time listeners, you're built to believe Ned is gonna be this main character that he's leading to be the hero of the adventure and then, you know, we've got our limited time with him. Mm -hmm. When really that's the prologue. We're giving our heroes the motivation they need. The Arya, the John, the you know, all these other characters that are made to be the heroes. And so it's it's super cool to have so much context about the little finger shit mm-hmm. just from this small little yeah i really gun. enjoy it
0: because i've always thought of it as martin like he 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 changed he's just he's phenomenal in everything he does obviously i love him but what he does with this book is he fucks with our perception of time a little bit where we're introduced to the story before the main character's parents are dead and mentor is dead. Because especially with Jon Snow, like Jon Snow's parentage aside will just set him off. Ned Stark is the parental figure. Catelyn Stark is the parental figure. Well, yeah, you figure. put this a... in there in this book, they're presented as the protagonists, but they're really not. Arya, Bran, Sansa, John, Rob, Danny. Danny. Yeah, the, uh, those, those are the protagonists. Tyrion, yeah, it's, so it's if the you children. look at it
1: you know, Jon Snow is Simba. Ned Stark is Mufasa. Yeah, it just takes a lot longer for us to get, or we think, to get to that point where Mufasa gets thrown off the cliff by Scar.
0: But it it, it really that's it. It's this is more about their children and their hero's yes. journey. So Ned really is just a call to action. He's for just exactly Arya he's, and he's Sansa. He's a chess
1: piece. He's a pawn to play to get things. The set motivator, up and, yeah. The uh, the yeah. the
0: sort of leaving the reason to leave home and the reason to go out on this quest is something that they're so used to and comfortable with. And that's why it's so shocking is because we're, we're we're set up as, like, Ned Stark is going to fix the yes. realm by, you know, book three. Maybe he'll be on the Iron Throne and things will be cool. He'll have a sweet hand. Like, maybe Tyrion will be Ned Stark's yeah, hand. there have been and, some
1: attempts on his life, but he's but kept the peace. He's got this No, rebuilding. it was
0: never Ned Stark's story. No. Ned Stark's story was Robert's Rebellion was... Yes. John Snow was. It, it, he obviously, was the
1: Sardavos of fucking Robert's Rebellion. Yeah, he was just that that extra guy that's there to help. And, and I tear yeah, shit I don't know, do I bullshit. don't know
0: why like that just came up like now, but like I think it. I just really enjoyed this chapter. This chapter felt the most fantasy to me as well. Besides, yeah, like yeah. the prologue, yeah, because it's Varus, just Varus, this great. Big, bad, well, there like, is but it's this great big tournament. And there's jousting. And then we get a fucking horse getting its head cut off. Yeah, yeah. And a sweet fight between these two brothers, one of whom's burned face is scarred, and he was laughing well, at him. Well, even you mentioned
1: it, like, the King's Pavilion just has that, like, that castle On the fucking, river, with the mist shrouded in strength. mist. And yeah. so I thought that the mist, real quick, it, was something I wanted to bring up, because I thought it was cool. The gray mist swirling around- right before we had gotten the description of the Silent Sisters and their great
0: veils. Yeah. Almost like death is hovering Death is over around its the tournament. Like it's, and it's in the air. Yeah, it definitely um, is according to what Varys had to say. But yeah,
1: so that's what well we've got Those are to our thoughts on this one. Our next chapter will be Tyrion number four.
0: four. Tyrion four, Tyrion which is chapter thirty
1: one guys. Which
0: is gonna be he's been taken by Catelyn and yeah. we're gonna deal with that Yeah, going... So this
1: is a really fun chapter. We're gonna meet Braun, we're gonna I
0: I gonna... loved it. I'd love to I know it's for it. So yeah, we'll we'll get that one to you. Let us know your thoughts. Send us in your inductees for either Tyrion or any of the other ones for yep. the remainder of Game of Thrones or... you can
1: get us at our email it's without brotherhood at gmail.com we're on facebook facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast uh, twitter is where I'm active mostly at manners without we're on instagram at Brotherhood Without, yeah, and then we have our you know website, our
0: Patreon as well.
1: Oh, and our Patreon, patreoncom slash manners I believe. Yeah. And that's where our mercy chapter is. You can get all these cha- regular chapters usually are on there as well.
0: Find us so. on iTunes. Any rate or review. Well, so no, no, no.
1: Uh, at this point, iTunes is no more. It's now called Apple Podcasts or Apple Music. They're completely taking it down. iTunes so. If you are an iTunes user, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Um, you can still get us on Apple devices. Wow. Just use the. It's just kind of a big news thing. So leave us like and reviews and the subscribes on Apple Podcasts, which is the same thing as iTunes. Just they're rebranding because they're shutting down iTunes. This is
0: why I'm not in charge of socials.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. You're dumb. But we're also able to be listened to at all the other places as well. Spreaker, breaker, castbox, fucking Google Podcasts. Um, I think we're on Alexa. Alexa, Alexa, play Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm pretty sure that works. So give it a try if you're that guy. Do we obviously don't have an Alexa, or else it would stop staring at me like this. You're, you're freaking fucking me rude. Out, man.
0: Why? Because you said you I'm dumb. Know. You are dumb. You're fucking rude. Oh my god. We will catch you guys on the next one. Followed to Harris. Peace.